Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Said, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shall thou make in the ark, 
and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. Of the length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, and the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shall thou make in the ark, and the, and the cubit shall, be, shall thou finish above. And the door of the ark shall set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shall thou make it. Behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein the bread of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou son, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And every living thing of all flesh, who of every sort, shall bring thee into the ark to keep them alive. With they shall be made male and female. With it. Of fowls of their after their kind, of cattle of their kind, every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, every two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive, and take to the end of the flood this is all the food that is eaten, and thou hast thou shalt gather it thee, and shall be food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so he did so. You all may be seated. See, so that's what God had asked Noah to do. God had asked Noah to build an ark because the world that he lived in was a bad place, that there was corruption, there was a bad things just going on. Yeah. Everywhere that Noah was, everywhere that was on the world, there was just bad stuff going on. And the God had had enough of that, so he was going to destroy the earth. But he asked Noah because Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Noah walked with God. Noah was a godly person. So God found grace in Noah and he said, I'm going to save you and your family, but I need you to do something in order to be saved. See, that's just kind of the way that salvation the way that salvation works. Lord, first we have to realize that we need him, that we need God, that we need God in our lives, that we need that salvation. And then we have to, to make a move. We have to come and ask Jesus to enter our heart. We have to ask him, you know, to save us. So that's what kind of the way that the Lord kind of led us here is Noah decided that he was going to build the ark. But God gave Noah exact ways that he had to build the ark. There was exact things that he had to do, exact specifications, exact height and width and length of the boat that it had to be a certain way or it wouldn't have worked. See, he could have went the easy way and he could have built it the way that he wanted to do it and the things that he wanted to do and it would have been easy for him. See, but some of the things that he had to do was probably kind of challenging. It was kind of challenging to find some of the things that he had to find and to work the way, the hard, the hard way that he had to work. But Noah did it because he knew that that was the only way that his family would be able to be saved. Was that he had to do it exactly the way that God had commanded him to do it. And he gave him the directions on how that he had to do that. That's just the way that he does us today for our salvation. He gives us directions on how exactly we have to do those things. See, it was God's will that he wanted to save Noah. He wanted to save Noah and his family. And I have to believe in my heart that there was other people on the earth in that time that God probably realistically wanted to save. But they wouldn't listen to Noah. They wouldn't listen to Noah as he preached and told those people about who God was and about what God had done for him and that God had commanded them to build an ark. So I believe that God, that Noah was telling people that whole time that he was building the ark, hey, there's coming a flood, there's coming a place, there's coming a time where the world's going to end, and I need you to get on the boat. I need you to get on the boat with me so that you can be saved with me, that you can be safe, just like me and my family are going to be saved. See, but a lot of people didn't do that. A lot of people didn't get on the boat. Well, when we read, there was only eight people. Uh, that got on the boat. And we can look at that. And there was a whole lot of people. I don't know an exact number. But there was probably a whole lot of people on the world at that time. There was probably a whole lot of people that was left there. 
because they didn't do what God had asked them to do. They didn't, or they didn't listen to God through Noah. And so that's why it's so important to listen to what the preacher says or what your Sunday school teacher says or your vacation Bible school teacher says because they're on a mission from God themselves. They're trying to tell you what God has told them to tell you, just like Noah was doing here. He was trying to tell those people, hey, I need you to get on board this boat because if you don't, you're going to die. And that's the message that we preach today. That's the message that we teach today is, hey, we need you to be saved. We need you to get on board of this ship because there's a time coming where we're probably going to, we're going to die. We're going to pass away. And if we don't have God in that time, we're in a bad shape. It's not good for the things that happen after that. You know, so, but God decided that He wanted to save Noah. He wanted to give Noah another shot. He wanted to give Noah a shot to replenish the earth, to have another chance, just like He wants to do us. And I can say that from experience from myself. He saved me because I wasn't living a good life. I wasn't doing things that I needed to do or where that I was supposed to be. I was doing bad things that I thought was fun, that I thought was good. But all along knowing that those things really were bad. But God seemed fit one day to show me that I was lost. He seemed fit to tell me one day that, hey, I need you to listen to the preacher. I need you to listen to what's going on and that you may be able to be saved. And that same day that He told me those things, that same day He saved me, in that very same minute, that very same second. It ain't some big, mighty, it is a big mighty work, but it's not something that, that you have to be worried about doing. If God's dealing with your heart, all you have to do is just come up here and ask Him into your heart. And He'll take care of those things for you. He'll, take, he'll tell you what to pray. He'll give you the words that you need. See, but the reason that God saved Noah is because that He loved Him. He loved him and he found grace with him. He found things that Noah was walking in the ways that he was supposed to walk with God. See, so Noah wanted to do, again, what God was asking him to do. But that was the only way that that the world could be saved and repopulated was because of Noah and his sons and his wives. Or his wife. Everybody else passed away. Everybody else died in in that flood, in that storm. Because they didn't listen to the voice of God. They didn't listen to Noah and get back on board or get on board when it was time to. See, but there was, again, there was exact specifications. There was exact reasons, exact ways that the, that boat had to be built. If Noah didn't build it that way, it would have sank when the waters... It might have, it might have floated for a little bit, but it would have sank eventually. It wouldn't have been able to withstand all the, the, the rain and all the waters and everything that was coming that way. <laughs> So God did it exactly like, or Noah did it exactly how God had commanded him to do it. So, and we're going to read over, and it's, again, this is probably something that you've heard before. This is chapter 3 of the book of John. And in verse 3, it says, Jesus answered unto him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in verse 5, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say you must be born again. See, so this right here is the only way that you can be saved. This right here is, Jesus tells Nicodemus right here, He tells him, He says, you must be born again. If you want to see heaven, if you want to see Jesus, if you want to live forever with Him, you must be born again. There's no other way that you can get to heaven. It don't matter how good of a person that we think we are or what, as much good that we could do or how much money we have. All those things don't matter in Jesus' eyes. All those things don't matter to God. 
What matters to him is that we accept his son, Jesus Christ. And that's what he wants for us. That's what he wants for every one of us. That's what he wanted for those back in the day then with Noah. He wanted, he would have loved for everybody to have got on board the boat. I believe that with all my heart because he's not a, he don't want to see everybody dying and go to a place called hell. That's not what God's intentions is. That's not what we were created for. We were created to worship God and to love God and to serve God. And then the devil's come in and he's corrupted things and showed us that there's other things that we want to put in front of God that we must have to do. That we have to do this the way that God would have us to. We have to be obedient to Him and we have to tell you these things that that's the only way that you can be saved. That's the only way that you can be born again and have eternal life with God is that if you come and confess your faults to Him if you can, and tell Him that you're lost and tell Him that you need to be saved. It says that that's the only way. It says that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's no other way that you can get to heaven unless you know Jesus Christ. Now, a bunch of people know of who Jesus is, but it goes more than just knowing the name. It goes, it's more than just knowing who he is. It's that you must have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You must have something deep inside your heart that, that it's a love that I can't explain to you. Like I told you a few minutes ago, God loves you more than your pastor loves you. loves you more than your mom or your dad loves you. And for some of you, that may be hard to understand. Because I love my kids with all my heart. And I would do anything for my kids. But I can't save my kids. I can't give my kids eternal life. But God can. God can do all of those things. We just have to tell them how to do how how that they can be born again and how that they can be saved. And that's what we want to do here tonight with you all. I don't know anybody's heart here. I don't know if God's talked to anybody throughout this week, but I have to believe that He has. I have to believe that He's showed somebody that they may be lost this week. That He showed somebody that they need a relationship with Him this week. You see, and so Jesus come to the earth. He was he was living up in heaven with God. He was doing probably living great, you know, didn't have all these things going on. He was probably just happy as he could be living with God. But something was missing. We, he knew that we would never be able to be to heaven if it wasn't for him. If he didn't come down here and walk on the earth and live a perfect life for the 33 and a third years that he come. See, he did that again because he loves you. I mean, we can look at, I can look at my life sometimes and we think if we're having fun doing something, if we're enjoying where we're at, would we want to leave and go somewhere else? Would we want to go? Would we want to leave and go to a bad place where things are going on that we don't want to be a part of? No, we would want to stay right there where everything's good, where everything is fun, where everything's where everything's happy. See, but Jesus knew that He couldn't do that if He if we wanted an opportunity to be saved. So He came to Earth and He lived a perfect life. He was He was made fun of. People spit at Him. People did all kinds of things to him, made fun of him for who he was, didn't believe who he said that he was. But yet he kept on doing these things because he knew that that was the only way that you could have a chance to be ahead. He knew that that's the only way that you could get an opportunity to be saved was for him coming and ultimately giving his life for you. So he, he was hung on an old rugged cross. We, we've all heard this song. We've all heard the things that that Jesus done for us. But the biggest thing that He come and He come and He died for us. He took the sin that was in my life and give and give me new life. See, they tried for many years back in the Old Testament to use animals as sacrifices, to use animals' blood 
as a remission for sins, as to make things okay. But that was never good enough. It was never going to be able to get us to heaven. So God knew that He had to send His Son. And His Son come willingly for you tonight. He come willingly that night that He come for me. And that He wants to save you. He wants to give you that opportunity. He wants to show you what true love really is. Because again, I thought that I knew what love was. I, I, I grew up in a happy family. My mom, my, my dad, they loved me. They treated me very well. But I really didn't understand what that was till God showed me, till God saved me and showed me what true love really was. And that's what He wants to do here tonight. And you say, well, why does God so bad want to save me? What is so bad that I need saving from? There is a place called hell. That if you don't be born again, if you're not saved, that's where you will end up. And it is not a fun place to go. You can read over in chapter 16 of the book of Luke when you get home tonight if you want to. And it will give you an account of one man's journey in hell. Of what happened to one man that was in hell. You know, but if you think of that, you're gonna, if you end up in hell, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be painful. It's going to be hurtful. People, you ain't going to have no food, no water. All those things are not going to be there. And not to mention all the other things that you'll have to endure on this earth, maybe. You know, some of the things that we learned about in the adult class this week. You know, where maybe if you make it that long, that the, all the water will be turned into blood. Or that there'll be war all over the place. Or that there won't be no food left in the world. That you'll have to scavenge and hunt for food. See, God wants to save us from all of that. He wants to give us that opportunity that we don't have to depend on the world anymore. That all we have to do is just depend on Him. So that's what He so badly wants to save you from tonight. Is He wants to save you from a place called hell. Amen. And I can promise you that it's not going to be a fun place. And there's people today that, that say that hell is a fun place. That say that they're going to go there and they're going to have fun. Those people are lying to you. Don't listen to those people. Because hell. the Bible tells me that hell is a place of torment. It is a place of no fun. It's a place where people are going to hurt you. Where things are going to hurt you. And you ain't going to know what's going on. But you're going to be separated from God. That will be the greatest pain that you can experience. Because you're going to know who God was. Because the Bible tells us that every man, every boy, every girl and child is going to be given at least one opportunity to be saved. And we don't know how that's going to be. We don't know that if tonight may be the the one and only opportunity that you ever get. We can read in the newspaper day after day of people that are babies that are born and they die. We can read of seven, eight, nine-year-old kids that die. And we can go all the way up, you know, till 16, 26, 36, 96. People of all ages die every day. So it's important to know that if God's calling on your heart, you're not promised another opportunity. He, he promises that you'll give you, He'll at least give you one shot. He'll give you one chance to be saved. Now, I can speak from experience for myself. He was faithful with me. He'd give me more than one opportunity. And I can look back and say, man, I wish that I would have accepted it sooner because of the, of the good life that I've now led with God. The, the things that, that He's brought me through, the things that He shows me, and the love that I feel through God. I wish that I had that my whole life. I wish that I had that when I was some of your all's age. Because I wouldn't have got in trouble with the things that I've done. I wouldn't have been such a bad person in some of the things that I've done. But that's all part of my testimony. 
That's, that, that's what God saved me from. But the good news is not that He wants to do the same thing for you as He did for Noah. He wants you to be, have that opportunity Amen. to get on board tonight. Yeah. And I believe with all of my heart that He's sailing by tonight. And that you, just, you picture it in your mind that there's a big boat coming this way tonight. Filled up with water, filled up everywhere. And there's just a big boat coming. <laughs> and somebody's telling you tonight, come and get on board the boat. Come and get on board that you may be able to be saved. I believe that He's telling us that tonight. I believe that He's drawing on somebody's heart tonight. You know, in Acts chapter 28 and verse 28, it says, Be it known therefore unto you that salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles and they that will hear it. Anybody that will hear it. That, that used to just be to the Jews, but now it's to the Gentiles as well. And that's who we are. We're those people. So that tells me that everybody here tonight, whether they be... On this side, whether they be an adult or a parent or a grandparent or whoever they may be, has if they're not saved, they'll get an opportunity. And if they are saved, they've accepted that opportunity. Just like this side over here tonight. Maybe this is your opportunity tonight. Maybe this is the time that God's dealing on your heart, that God's telling you that you're lost and that you need a Savior. If that's so, don't turn it away tonight. I can promise you that it's one of the best things. That, it is the best thing that you will ever do. But let me be clear to you tonight. Just because I'm standing up here and telling you that you need to be saved, unless God's telling you the same thing, it ain't going to do you no good to come up here. God must be telling you that you're lost. Jesus must be showing you in your heart that you are lost, that you need salvation. And if He is showing you those things tonight, then you come and you pray. I can't do anything but pray with you. I can't save you. Your mom, your dad, your mama, your papa, none of those people can save you. Coming up here and signing a piece of paper or getting a gift cannot save you. That may let you it may give you peace for a little while, but that'll eventually wear off and you will eventually will realize that you really are lost. Only God can save you tonight. Only God can take you out of hell tonight and put you in a place where you'll know forever that you will be with Him. And the Bible says it's not His will that anybody should perish, but that all should come to the repentance of God. So that tells tells me again that He don't want you tonight to turn Him away. He don't want you tonight to say that I don't need God, that that I don't need salvation. Tonight He's telling you that He wants you, that He's bidding you to come, and He's begging you to come. I believe that with my heart. I know again from experience how I felt that day that He was drawing on me. And I'll be honest with you, the first time that He drawed on me, I didn't accept Him. I ran away. My best friend got saved that day. And I could have very well the same the same day because I believe that God was dealing with my heart. But I didn't want it that day. I was scared of it. I was scared to get saved that day. But God was faithful to give me another opportunity. You know, we've heard this week that God's everywhere. That God's everywhere. Everywhere we go, that there God is. And I want you to remember that this week. Not just this week. I want you to remember that as you go forward. Whether you go home. I don't know what you may face at home or what you may face at school or any of those things. But remember, God is with you. God loves you and He wants to take care of you. But in order for Him to, to give you that eternal life in heaven, you must be born again. You must come to the realization that you need to be saved. And you say, well, how do I, what do I do? 
How do I become saved? What do I need to do tonight as God's dealing with my heart and telling me that I'm washed? First, you just have to come to the altar. And I'm going to read you some scripture. And you don't have to say it this way. This is just an example that I want to give you tonight that you can say that you can pray to God. And again, if God's not dealing with your heart and telling you that you need to come, you coming up here won't do no good because you'll leave just the same way, the same way that you come in here. But if He is telling you that you're lost tonight and you come up here and you pray a prayer to God, He will change your life. He will give you peace. He will love you like you've never experienced before. And maybe you can take that home to your family, to your friends, to your parents. And you can share what Jesus has done for you through this vacation Bible school. And maybe through that, that they may come to church. They may come to realize that they're lost and that they need God too in their lives. But if you need to come tonight, and it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. See, so that tells me it's very simple. It's not something that it's it's not something that's very hard to understand. If you're lost today and you need salvation, all you have to do is come up here and ask God to save you. And He will save you. Again, I can't do nothing for you. Pastor Tommy can't do nothing for you. Any of these other people here can't do that for you. That's a, a, a talk that you have to have with God by yourself. But be clear tonight that I believe that He's given you that opportunity. I believe He wants you to be saved tonight. Because if He didn't, He wouldn't have laid out in front of me the exact specifications on how to, to deliver this message. He wouldn't have told me to tell you about Noah and how he had to build the boat in an exact way. He wouldn't have said that how John told, I mean, how Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again. That's the, only, that's the only way that you can get to heaven. So if he's dealing with you tonight, let me encourage you to come. I will pray with you, Pastor Tommy, any of these other people here will pray with you. If you need to pray tonight, if you are lost and you feel in your heart that God's talking to you, let me bid you to come and you pray tonight. Amen. Amen.